I believe that many of us don't realize that our limits, the limits that we have on our lives, is linked to something spiritual. Amen. Uh, be it a mindset, be it a way of, of living, a way of doing things, it's a spirit. Amen. So open your Bibles. Let's look at it. Uh, I'll be reading from the uh, ESV version today. All right. The English Standard Version. And um, it says now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. I want to stop right there. I'm going to read it one more time. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had been, who had had a disabling spirit for how many years? 18 years. She was bent over. King James says she was bent double. Amen. And could not fully straighten herself. I want to talk about this morning, part one in this series, No Limits. Taking the limits of your life. Set free. Amen. Taking the limits of your life. Amen. Taking the limits of your life. I was in my prayer closet about a week ago and I began to seek the Lord because I knew I was coming to the end of this series. And I began to pray and ask the Lord, what is it that I should go to next? What should I be preaching to your people? And through a series of events, along with prayer, I realized that when we talk about limits, I realized that there are a lot of people in our church who have potential. But they have limited themselves. I realize that there are a lot of people in our church who have potential. But they're not willing. To step out of the box. That they've been living in. For a long time. When we talk about. 
limits. You think about the coronavirus. That we have been restricted for about five months now. So think about that as a limit. We can't go in the store. We can't socialize. In other words, limits stops you from doing the essential things in life. Right? Talking about the coronavirus limit. The essential things. So now let's let's just transfer that to the way you've been living. Before the corona, you had become comfortable. You possibly been living with limits. Notice I said possibly. Oftentimes we can also not just be living with it, but we put ourselves in what I call relationships with limits. Opportunities with limits. We self-induce ourselves with limits that keeps us from moving forward. We may be limited in our thinking. What limits do we self-impose <laughs> on ourselves? And the question is, are you willing to be set free? Are you ready? See, here's the thing. Here's what I found out about change. I found out something about change. Until you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, you and I will always be the same. We'll smooth things over, not changing, because, watch this, because things are better, you know that. Because we're looking for relief, we're not looking for change. Limits, limits. Think about it. We have to wear a mask. We have to do so. We have to wash our hands. We we have to do certain things because if we don't, we watch this. It's there's a 50-50 chance that it will be fatal. How many of us? Come on, somebody. And I, when I say take the limits, I'm not take, saying take the limits off and be reckless. I'm saying that your limits may have caused death in a career, in a relationship, amen, in, in, in your way of thinking. What, can I ask you something? Okay, and I want you to write this down somewhere. What has this pandemic taught you about yourself? Did it teach you anything about you? I just, can I say this to you? There's no limits with God. Why? Because he is Alpha and Omega. Amen. I just spent nine weeks teaching you that you are citizens of heaven and you have opportunities now, watch this, 
to take the limits off your life because you now understand who you are in Jesus Christ. Unless you have forgotten what you learned. We find in this passage, in chapter 12, Jesus was teaching about being ready. Readiness. Ready for his return. They didn't understand it. The disciples were limited in their thinking. See, I believe that, that, that and I'm, I'm going to do a whole piece on, on limit, you know, taking the limits off your mind. But first, before we take the limit off our minds, we have to be set free of, of these limits, of these things. Watch this. Jesus is telling them, you need to understand the times. And understand that, that Jesus didn't come to earth, amen. For, for, he came for one reason, and that is to save that which is lost. Amen. Jesus spoke in parables in chapter 12. And, and watch this. In, in, in chapter 12, he, 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 taught, he taught them and he keeps t- he's telling them, amen, that listen, if you are not ready, amen, you're going to miss it. Are you with me? In chapter 13 now, from verses 1 to verse 9, he speaks about the parable of the fig tree. That when he came, I'm talking about limits. Watch this. Can I just read it to you? I think if I read it to you, you, you kind of get it. Amen. But watch this. Watch what he said. I just want to show it to you. Just, just want to show it to you. Amen. Matter of fact, just, just go to verse 6. He says, and he told this parable. This is chapter 13. A man had a fig tree planted. Fig tree is you. Tell your neighbor limits. Watch this. Planted in his what? Vineyard. And look what he says. Look what he says. He says, and he came seeking fruit on it and found. How long are we going to sit in church and not be fruitful? How long are we going to be believers and not fruitful? How long are you going to look the part, not be the part because of your limitations, because of self-induced limitations that you've placed on your life saying what you can't do, where you can't go, what you'll never be able to accomplish. And God says, do you know who you are? You're my tree. He says in verse seven, he said, and he said to the vine dresser, look, look, hmm, tell your neighbor limits for three years. For what? For three years. I've come seeking fruit from this fig, from fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Tell your neighbor limits. What caused this tree to be fruitless? Tell your neighbor limits. It had sunshine, it had rain. It had the right temperature. It was the right season. And yet still. No fruit. 
He said, tell you what you do with this one. Cut it down. Why should it even use up the ground? And he answered him and said, sir, let it alone this year. Come on, somebody say intercession. Tell your neighbor, let it alone. Tell your neighbor, this year, I'm taking the limits off my life. Tell your neighbor, Lord, say to the Lord, Lord, one more chance. This may be your time. This may be the season. It may look barren right now, but God says, he says, thank God for Jesus who intercedes and said, Lord, let it alone one more time. Just one more, let it alone one more year. He says, until I dig around it and put fertilizer. I don't want to say what that word means. (laughs) He says, he says, then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. We see a fruitful, fruitless tree. And now we see a crippled woman. Come on, help me somebody. Tell your neighbor limits. This woman in verse 10, she wasn't born this way. So let me fertilize it. And watch this. Next year, I promise it will produce. Why was the fi- Listen, why was the fig tree limited? When it had all of the resources around it. Could it be that it wasn't connected? And I'm asking you a question this morning. You got all the talent. You got all the skill, but you just don't feel good about yourself. But I told you that you are a citizen of heaven. Is that not good enough? Is not what the Father says about you good enough to make you feel good about yourself? Saints, can I tell you something? If you keep looking for affirmation and encouragement from people, you may not get it. You may still be waiting, but God already says who you are. You and I are children of God. He loves us even when we didn't love ourselves. And I'm, I'm saying to you today, Take the limits off your life. You looked apart. Three years he'd been looking. How long are you going to keep giving an excuse for not wanting? Well, you know what? This happened to me when I was 30. This happened to me when I was 20. This happened to me when I was 5. This happened to me when I was 2. Bro, you got to get you got to get over that stuff. And I'm not being insensitive about that. I'm saying that you are a new creature in Christ. So why have you not lived up? To your potential. Because you've got limits on your life. You will only go so far. And not trust God. The Bible says. I wish I had a few amens this morning. It's getting quiet up in here. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Now. The Bible says in verse 10. He was teaching. Watch this. He was Could it be that the fig tree was not exposed to the right teaching? See, I see a lot of Christians like that. They're in in a church building, but not in the right teaching. Come on, somebody. Watch this. They've gotten comfortable with just enough. 
I'm going to just do enough. But listen, you have not yet produced any fruit. Tell your neighbor, it's not the ground, it's my limits. Because you can produce fruit in abundance if you take the limits off. You see? Now watch this. Now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues. Watch this. He's not teaching. Watch this. He's not teaching on the Sabbath. But the rulers of the synagogue had a different motive for listening. They wanted to find something on Jesus. They, want, they, they were waiting for him to trip up. So, listen, everybody listens for, for all kinds of reasons. Some of you are listening for whatever reason. But I hope you're listening to change. Watch this. Watch this. They were trying to limit Jesus from doing, watch this, because here's what they were doing. They would come, you know, they, these were high priests and these were the leaders of the synagogue. These were so, supposed to be scholars. And you know when you get in front of scholars, what happens, right? You get a little nervous. But they didn't know that they were dealing with Jesus. Tell your neighbor, they couldn't put no limit on Jesus. They couldn't, in, listen, intimidation is a limit. And sometimes people will try to intimidate you with their education, with all that they know. But I stop by to tell you that you got to walk in confidence. You got to walk in grace. You got to understand who you are and realize that people can't intimidate you. Fear no one but God. Are you with me? Watch the text now. Watch the text. Jesus now, watch this. They were trying to put a limit on what Jesus, watch this, from what Jesus was sent to do. You know what he was sent to do? To set free those who are bound by a satanic system. And can I tell you something? A lot of this, these limits we have in our lives, I don't want to find anybody to blame, but it's satanic. Satan has set up a system that's, watch this, that it's a failed system that you and I possibly have been bought into. And until we renew our minds, until we stay connected to the vine, we will always fail in the area of moving forward. Jesus came to loose them, watch this, from the crippling influence and bring them to uprightness. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to bring them out of being crippled by bad thinking, by religious thinking, by, by, by rules and regulation and operating grace. And watch this. Here he uses a graphic example. Watch this. That the touch of Jesus will bring this woman to a position of uprightness. Taking the limits off her life. In verse 11 he says, And behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit. This word, this word disabling it means weakness, infirmity, to restrain, to corrupt. Watch this. This woman wasn't born this way. Remember, it had been 18 years. A lot of us, when we get sick, 
Do you not know that's a messenger from Satan? Do you not know that your sickness may just be satanically inspired? Come on now. Come on now. Oftentimes we miss the spiritual aspect of our physical disabilities. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. If you're going to take the limits off your life, the first thing you got to do is identify the spirit that has been limiting you. It's satanic. You ever notice you get so far and you come right back down? How many times have you tried and failed? It's a spirit. Because the devil knows if you move past that limit, you will glorify God. It's a spirit. So have you ever felt frustrated? I'm talking about absolutely frustrated. You say nothing is going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You feel so overwhelmed by, by the frustration. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's not the person. It's a spirit. We may feel like we, watch this, that we're not good enough. This is, this is how this spirit may make you feel. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not qualified enough. Watch this. It's a spirit that has been disabling and disabling your thoughts. Listen, sin brought the disease, but Satan uses it to discourage and disable and destroy us. You write that down somewhere. Sin brought the disease with Adam, but Satan uses it to discourage you, to disable you. To destroy you. And all of this is self-inflicted. But until you deal with that spirit. You got to talk to that spirit. You got to stand on that word of God. And say that yes okay. I feel pain in my body right now. But God I stand. My spirit will not be broken. Come on somebody. The, 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 the devil wants to. He, he wants you not to identify it. He wants you to go from doctor to doctor. Come on here, the woman with the issue of blood. Come on, somebody. The Bible says she spent all she had. Watch this. You 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 thinking? Well, let me show you. Let me let me let me show you limits real quick. Watch this. A lot of what happens in our bodies by our thinking. You take a nervous person, their stomach. That the, the the word the word in scripture, amen. For worry has to do with an upset stomach. So, so in your mind, Satan has limited you in thinking this way. So all of a sudden, every time you go into a situation, you get nervous, your stomach start hurting. Watch this. It's a spirit that has you bound. Somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. It's time for you to identify that spirit and stand and rise above that and understand that it's spiritual. And the only way to deal with it, you have to fight it in the spirit. You have the weapons of your warfare. Are you with me? The Bible says the weapon of your warfare are divinely powerful. Not physically powerful, but I'm taking the limits off my life. I'm taking the limits off my life today. Tell your neighbor I'm set free. Let me just give you one phrase. She said, the Bible says she had this disabling spirit for how many years? 
216 months, 6,570 days, 938 weeks, this woman was limiting her life. My next point is this. You got to insist that what? That you've had enough. Can, can Can I tell you something? The Lord gave me this this morning. Until you're ready to change, nothing will change. Write that down somewhere. Until you are ready to change, nothing will change. Can I ask you something? When did it start for her? Maybe, watch this. You've been that way for a long time. Maybe you have, watch this, maybe you have come to a place where you have accepted your sickness, your limits. And you're saying, this is it. Watch this. Here's the killing part to it. Where did it say she was? Last time I checked, women weren't allowed in the synagogue. But she was hanging around the synagogue. Can you imagine how many years she'd been praying? 18 years she'd been praying. 216 months she'd been praying. 6,570 days of prayer. 938 weeks of begging God. And she was around all of these scholars who knew the word and could dissect it and speak Greek and all this other stuff. And she didn't get no breakthrough. Because they had put religious, religious limits on her. I was saving that for next week. They had put religious limits on her. She's sitting in the right place and she ain't changing. How in the world? Maybe that's why you're not showing up for prayer. Because maybe you're not changing. And so if you're not changing, why come if it ain't working? A lot of people tell me, so I got this 40-day challenge thing I give couples, right? They get to about day 17, and they say, it don't work no more, Pastor. I I tried it, I tried it, it it, it just don't work. See, whenever you start doing right, wrong is going to show up. Duh. But watch this. But the limit you put yourself in is that I'm not willing to suffer to get right. Limits. In order for us to break through, we got to go through. Oh, that's what a breakthrough is all about. Are you with me? Watch this, watch this, watch this. The Bible says she was bent over. That word bent over simply, she had a spinal disease. But the disease, this is what I learned about Satan. Satan uses the disease to disable us. So he'll use diabetes. He'll have eaten cake, ice cream, brownies, you know what I mean? All at your hands, right? You're like, you know what I mean? You're trying to hit me. Watch this, watch this, watch this. She was bent over. For 18 years, she couldn't lift her head. 
says she's been looking down. For 18 years, she's been staring at the black hole that's in front of her with no hope. She used to be a vibrant woman. She used to run. She used to walk. She used to come on somebody. She used to dance. She was all over the place. Watch this. But all of a sudden, she was a wholesome woman. Come on, somebody. Trying to live her life for the Lord. And the devil bound her for 18 years. But she pressed on anyhow. A lot of us quit. We get a headache. Come on, somebody. We don't, we haven't suffered. We want convenience. We want convenience. We haven't suffered. And then we want to blame God when it doesn't go right. But watch this. Watch this. Here's the other thing you got to do. You got to identify what your physical limitations are. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes our physical limitations will keep us bent over so that we can't see a way out. Satan will use it. You've been born with it. Come on, somebody. But listen, I found out that there are people who are born blind. Hallelujah. But they can play the piano like a like like Mozart. Come on, somebody. I wish I had somebody. I, I had a friend many years ago in Boston. Not a, he was an older gentleman, and 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 he went blind, but he was a believer, and he would dream. I wish I had somebody. And, and, and the next morning when he wake up, he was blind. He would start drawing. You see, what I'm saying is he did not let his physical limitation. Some of us, we get one pushback. And we, you, come here, Moses. God says, go over there and tell him I am sent you. Send somebody. God said, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm sending you. See, Moses wasn't focus on what God was asking him to do Moses was focused on himself and often tired in his limitations and I'm saying to you right now man can't qualify your limitation man can't qualify you watch this but it's up to you to look at what you've been born with as far as your limitations or what you have developed in this life watch this and guess what you work past your limitations and when Satan sees you pressing your way into the synagogue to hear the word of God, watch this, 18 years later, it paid off. Do I have a witness? Some of you want to come to church and get your breakthrough and get your marriage right now. You know, you want God to change stuff in your life. God know your motive. That's why it ain't working. So you got to put in some time, boo. Amen. Before God change you. That bind. You got to put some time in, boo, before God change you. You understand what I'm saying? Because there are a lot of people, amen, who think they can use God. But 18 years. Come on, somebody. With fear, with, with a physical limitations. Watch this. And if you think that your condition is permanent, then you will never take the limit off your life. God, you can heal me from stuttering. God, you can heal me from these migraine headaches. God, you can take, hallelujah, this cancer out my body. God, you can take diabetes from me. God, you can remove whatever it is that has me bound and have me thinking that I'm nothing anymore. 
Do I have anybody? God can lift those limitations. Watch this. If you are willing first to not accept it as permanent. Last thing and I'm sitting down. He says, and she couldn't. She could not. I'm going to say it one more time. She could not straighten up. She couldn't straighten herself. The last thing is you got to insist that you can't take the limits off by yourself. She needed a supernatural move of God. And she knew that this was her new way of life. I mean, 18 years. And 18 years of being bound by Satan and his spirits. She needed help, but she didn't need a physician. She needed the great physician. See, here's the thing about healing, y'all. The reason people can be healed is because it's a spirit. See? It's a spirit that is holding you. It's a spirit and then it, sh- it manifests physically because, watch this, because in our mind we start thinking, oh man, people, you, listen, listen, there's so many people who went to the grave early because they didn't recognize that it was a spirit. Along with the physical things, we can advance our sickness by the way we think. Hallelujah. Listen. People have a unique way of trying to overcome their depression. There was a lady, her husband died, and she found herself lonely. So she went down to the pet school. She became very, very lonely and extremely depressed. She took a trip to the pet store. For something to comfort her loneliness. The store owner introduced her. To a parakeet that can talk. The widow thought the idea was good. So she took the talking parakeet home. And started talking to the bird. But the talking to the bird. But the parakeet wouldn't talk back. The woman talked to the parakeet. Talked to the parakeet. And this went on for a week. And naturally she was a little confused. So she went back to the store owner and said, hey, what's going on? He said, oh, I forgot to, to tell you, you need to get a mirror because the parakeet needs to see itself in the mirror. Then it will be encouraged to talk. So for another week, she talked to the parakeet. She got the mirror. The lady went back again. The parakeet still didn't talk, went back and, and told the store owner, listen, this something wrong with this parakeet. They ain't talking. He said, oh, oh, I forgot to tell you, you didn't get the swing. See, the parakeet got, got, got to get a swing. He got a swing as he's looking at himself in the mirror. So, so she, she got the swing. Another week went by and she made her way back and said, this thing ain't talking, man. This dumb parakeet ain't working for me. He said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you, there's one more thing you need. You need to get a ladder so that the parakeet can walk up the ladder onto the swing, watch itself in the mirror as it swings, and then it'll talk. Another week, 
went by and the parakeet didn't say a word. However, at the end of that week, the parakeet fell dead. The widow was so mad, she marched down back to the store and told the owner, she said, that such and such parakeet you sold me died. I bought the mirror, I bought the swing, I bought the ladder, and that bird didn't say a mumbling word. And, and he just fell over and died. The store owner said, I can't believe that he died. He said, did he say anything before he died? He said, well, yeah, while he was falling over dead, it looked up, one eye open and said, don't they serve any food at that pet store? For four weeks, the bird hadn't eaten. <laughs> the woman kept buying all the wrong stuff. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. That's what it looks like for us. Watch this. We buy all the wrong stuff. Thinking that things, watch this, will get better. Thinking that things will, these things will solve our problems. Watch this, but they die on us. And then it does not produce what we expect because we forget the main thing. I'm trying to tell somebody to stop buying all that stuff and focus on one thing. Taking this limit off your life. You got to buy that mirror and look at it every now and then. You got to climb that ladder of success and realize that you can mount your way up out of that mess. Do I have anybody? You got to get that swing so that you can swing your way up out of there. Do I have anybody? And I'm talking to somebody here today. You've been bent double for over 18 years plus. And God says that today is the day that you take those limits off your life. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah to his holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done for us. Listen, I, I am elated and grateful, amen, that God has spoken to us today. Amen. He has spoken today. And I'm talking to you today about your decisions. Amen. Don't allow your disabilities to cause you to miss an opportunity to take the limits off your life. And I want to encourage somebody here today. If you need prayer this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you this morning. Amen. I want to pray for you. That sickness will no longer hold you. All right. Sickness. Let me tell you something about sickness. All right. Listen, it may hurt. It's painful. I get it. But you got to ask God for relief. And then you got to press your way through. Don't be like the woman buying all the right things, all the wrong things and forgetting the main thing. You need food. You need the word of God.